You're about to experience filling the air with words. Version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. All right, you ready? Here we go. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Coughing all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, is my cousin Naomi Platt. Naomi, it's good to see you and hear you. Can you cough again before we get started? <laughs> there we go. Thank you it's so fine. much. Fine. I know, yeah, everybody will really enjoy that. You're welcome. <laughs> well, Naomi has been a, a big part of filling the air with words during the COVID, and that's all we're going to say about that. And we decided, since we have so much fun talking, and apparently many of you have fun listening, that we're going to talk something totally like different it's something that people used to talk about before you know before the dark times and you are the perfect person to talk about the greatest holiday ever what might that be that's a lot of pressure i know i know Day is great but like i don't know if every anybody in ireland loves it quite as much as the rest of the world or because the rest of you have made such a fuss of it and adopted it that we feel like we can't think it's great anymore. Really? People are really, really into St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, like when I was really little, we'd go to the parade and you'd have your shamrock pinned onto you and you'd be wearing green or you'd be wearing your tricolor, like on a jumper, on a gansey, any of that kind of thing. And then as you kind of got older into a teenager, because people, or maybe because you saw so much comedy and things taking the piss out of Irish people, you kind of weren't as proud of it anymore and then i think as you get older it goes back to it apparently that's the thing at the moment there's been a resurgence of celtic pride with the kind of younger generation um you know they're hopefully evolving that they don't feel that they're terrible at everything and apologize for their very existence like irish people are great at putting themselves down and being i don't make a big deal about that whereas they're like no let's make a big deal about this look how cool our parades are look how great our music is look how rich our culture is so um yeah patrick's day is an interesting one wow so there was so much there. I don't even know where to start picking up on the thoughts. It's like, okay, so in your Irish world, mm-hmm. I just heard, I think, was that as you were growing up, it was a big deal. Then you became yeah. a teenager and it was like, yeah, this stupid. Why is everybody else celebrating this? And now that you're in your 20s, right? Is that? Sure, sure. Let's yeah. say 20s. Now that you're in your 20s, it's like you're thinking, wow, this is cool. I'm glad everyone is celebrating. Is that a good recap of what you just yeah. said? Yeah, yeah. That's that's more succinct and eloquent. That's another Irish problem. We, why say things with one or two words? Five. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's that's how I feel anyway. Like when I was small, I remember the excitement to go into the parade. And because I'm from a small village in uh, Wicklow, there wasn't a parade at that time in the 80s. So we would go down to Tala, where my grandparents lived, and we would go to the parade there. And I still remember the excitement of seeing the floats. Like to us, it was like Mardi Gras, but it wasn't. It was like a guy in a pickup truck, like wearing a Viking helmet standing on the back. Like sometimes, sometimes it'd be very ornate. Like we have Machinus, which is a brilliant um, creative company, and they do lots of really amazing things with puppets. And there's firework displays and everything. But the 80s were, you know, lean in Ireland. So there wasn't always the big fanfare but I remember we loved going to the parade I have a photo 
And I remember the photo and I remember the moment up to the photo, but I don't remember sitting with the man. I'm wearing a yellow jacket and I have like two big pigtails and the biggest smile you've ever seen. And I'm sitting on the hip of this complete stranger whose dress is a Viking in the parade. And I remember being absolutely elated. I have no idea why. I think we were learning about the Vikings in school at the time and that the impact on Ireland. And I was just obsessed. And I was like, dad, I need to get a photo with the Viking. And dad like ran down the street after this man being like, can my daughter have a photo with you? Wow. Like it, was, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have this photo? I do still have Well, I have it at home. Yeah, my dad has it at home. Yeah. Do you think that we could get a copy of this photo to, this just sounds like a perfect photo to accompany the podcast. Yeah, sure, sure. I can, I can ask my dad to take a rummage through the photos. Um, and it's funny because I remember, I don't know, I think I just started thinking about Patrick's Day and everything in the last year. And I thought I thought of that photo and then I kind of thought of like my style hasn't really changed from that time. I still really like bright yellow. I still like a collar on the dress. I'm like, I should have just kept on dressing like I did when I was six. I would have been happy if we found my style. I found it early and just went away from it. Um, I actually noticed as well this time last year we were speaking as well. And I was in a really, really good mood that day because uh, Sing Along Social had done a online party where they had lots of Irish music and a sing-along kind of thing and this girl called Aoife is a crap mechanic and all of this kind of stuff and I, that, was, that was a year ago and then the next day Derek had to go to the hospital for COVID but we didn't speak for a couple of weeks sorry to mention the c-word and <laughs> <laughs> the c-word I like that yeah that's it's just it's just crazy that that's a, a year later and we're coming up to Patrick's Day and it'll be largely the same like we're not isolating anymore but yeah it's kind of wild that I was like oh my marker is Patrick's Day how weird and very apt for a foreign Irish woman living abroad so you call it Patrick's <laughs> I just Sorry. thought I, I thought no I like it, I I cover it yeah <laughs> yeah you just mentioned the c word and it's like <laughs> not that we want I, I think it's actually that I had a lot of gluten kind of food yesterday and I'm not supposed to have that <laughs> oh okay I should remember that for next time to just have like green smoothies the night before I'm I'm talking to you. Wow. Um, we don't we don't call it Patty's Day. We get mortally wounded when people call it Patty's Day. Why? I mean, okay, well, but you're leaving off the saint too, right? I mean, uh, yeah, that's... we don't. Yeah, well, nobody's. Well, do people say St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, people do say St. Patrick's Day or Patrick's Day. Yeah, but we would never say we would never say Patty's Day. Why? Because. Because Patty isn't like short for for Patrick; it's short for Patricia, and I'm sure Patricia's lovely, but she hasn't got a saint feast day. So, <laughs> and and then if it's the Irish, like my dad's name is Patrick, so a lot of people will call him Paddy. Some people call him Pat, but he's he's not keen on that. So people would say yeah, Saint Paddy's Day. It's only ever uh, sorry Americans that say Patty's Day. Huh? Why do you think Saint Patrick's Day is such a big deal in America? I don't know. Americans are mad for it. I I learned when I was uh, I was in Savannah for a holiday, and we kept on seeing people going around with green jackets. And for a second, we were like, "Is this related to the golf? Like, have they all been to the Open and they've all won? Like, what's happening?" Like, those <laughs> guys in like very very bright green blazers. Yeah. And uh, we asked the, our server that evening at the restaurants, and they're like, "Oh, they're part of the the Patrick's Day committee." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, the Patrick's Day Committee. So like, there's a group that work all year round to arrange the parade. And I'm like, that's their full-time job. And they were like, yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. They have an office and a countdown clock. So I was fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the area where this really lovely server 
had told us in Savannah and he just said he goes oh yeah like we get like a million or two million people come in just for the parade and I'm like what in Savannah you get an extra million people just for the purpose of the parade and I was kind of thinking is there a big Irish contingent here or what but like the whole shuddy the whole shuddy the whole city shuts down and like a spoonerism the whole shuddy shits down um, <laughs> and all these people come in for for the parade so we went to the uh, the area where this gentleman had told us was the office there there was a big digital countdown clock to Patrick's Day. We were traveling there. It was kind of the start of March. So there was only a little bit of time to go. And it was, yeah, that was the thing. They had an office. They had a big deal. They had the countdown to the parade. And on the corner beside it was an Irish <laughs> souvenir shop. They had bits of turf for sale. <laughs> turf? You mean like turf. Irish grass or something? I mean, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. So like what you, turf is something that was, I don't know if it's allowed anymore. So it's sod from the earth that's taken up and you you burn it in your fire like wood or like coal and it obviously has a lovely earthy smell and you get it from the bogs in Ireland and um, Borden Amona used to be the big supplier I think of turf in Ireland and my dad had a plot for cutting turf in the Wicklow Mountains so we would go up and get turf I, I nearly died in in one of those occasions actually because it's very it's kind of some parts can be like quicksand and I was very quiet as a child which I know is hard to imagine and I didn't say <laughs> I was like neck deep and I'm like hello hello and they were like if that happens again don't say hello Naomi like scream and say help and it took like three of them to pull me out of the out of the sod but anyway they were selling turf in this shop in Savannah because people were so into Patrick's Day so I have no idea I don't know if it's because well I guess there's a lot of uh there's so many immigrants and things to America and a lot of Irish people there that were a big part of building the country so a lot of people maybe are proud of their heritage or maybe people really like that all the bars dye the pints green, which I don't personally care for, or I, d- I don't know what it is. I think a lot of people use it as an excuse to drink because I think they assume all Irish people are fall down drunk all the time. I had to Google this as, as you were talking. <laughs> okay. and I thought a good question to ask for this discussion would be, what is the percentage currently mm-hmm. of Irish immigrants in America? What, what would you guess? Oh, I know there are more Irish people living around the world by quite a significant number than there are in Ireland. Yeah, there's more of us globally abroad than there is in our own country. Um, I have no idea. Like, do you mean like, immigrants who like legitimately moved there? Or do you mean people who are like, you know, my cousin's dog's cat's uncle's neighbor once saw an Irish <laughs> Well, I didn't Google about the cats and the neighbor. <laughs> I probably I should. I think it's a high percentage. Well, you know, that's what I was thinking, too, because we have discussed this, that I'm like 80 percent Irish and and I feel really proud and good of that. I feel really proud and good of that. Yeah, that's probably not the best endorsement. Okay, I'm glad you're happy. So I'm thinking, all right, there's a lot of people that I know who claim Irish heritage. Mm-hmm. So before I Google this, in my mind, I'm thinking 25, yeah. 30, somewhere around in there, right? Yeah. 9.7. That's it. That's it. Less than 10%. Less than 10%. Irish Americans who have full or partial ancestry from Ireland. It's about 32 million of us. Okay. But that's 9.7% of the total population. That's not a lot. 
No. Yes, when you go anywhere, you, you always hear an Irish accent. You could be in the Amazon and you'd hear an Irish accent for everywhere. No, I mean, it's just so interesting that- I really would have thought it was more. Yeah, and, and the fact that this holiday is such a big deal here. Yeah. In you, Chicago, don't they dye the river green? And yes, yeah. Yeah, I remember last year, though, they didn't do that because of the C word. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, but but still, it 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 makes the question of why is it such a big deal in America even larger? You know what I mean? Is this? I don't know. Like, do people kind of think it'll automatically be more fun? Because um, not complimenting myself, but like most people who who meet you who aren't uh, Irish or do say that you know Irish people are loads of fun and you'll always have a good laugh and they have a good story and whatever else. Maybe people think that because it's a day surrounding that, that it'll be the best party ever. That'll be the best crack. I don't know. Or else they just really appreciate Ireland. I I have no idea. I do like it though. I think it's nice. Like when you see everything like the Sydney uh, Opera House, that turns itself green on Patrick's Day. And there's lots of kind of like prominent buildings around the world. Like I think the Empire State does it as well and different places. And I think it's, I think it's really lovely that so many places have adopted it. It's just, uh, it's it's unexpected. <laughs> so, do you think Irish people are as fun as Americans imagine? Uh, I'm sure some of us are. Yeah, I do think though. <laughs> like I, I, when I was on the train, I remember somebody saying this to me. Another person who also enjoys an accent that's different to everybody else, an Australian guy. He just said, "Oh, look, you're going to get away with a lot more stuff than the Canadians do." I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you'll be able to say things that they won't and you'll be able to kind of like make quips or if you make a mistake, you're going to be able to pass it off as charming. Whereas the Canadians, <laughs> not that they're not charming, that's not what I'm saying, but it just, there's something about an accent that people are like, oh, you know, like they, they, they notice that first. So I don't know if sometimes people are, the idea of us and what they have is imposed upon us as opposed to the reality of it. Like lots of Irish people are really, really fun. I, I know lots of great Irish people, um, but I also know plenty of miserable Irish people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like we can't be, be not fun, but I do think that's it. I think people have an idea and then they kind of project that onto you as we do with lots of things, you know? Right, right, yeah. So what advice would you give to those of us who are not Irish? What advice would you give us about how to best enjoy St. Patrick's Day? Oof, I don't know. Um, I've seen online, like, so you get more things around the time where people who with Irish heritage, and this is really sweet, like they'll make only Irish food that day. Like I've seen people being like, having my bacon and cabbage and potatoes because I'm ultra Irish. And I'm like, ugh, I wouldn't eat that. So I'm like, no. Um, enjoy it like you enjoy it anyway, any, any other thing. Enjoy it in whatever way is meaningful for you, you know. Uh, wear green, have a pint, don't drink green beer, it's terrible. Um, see if you can catch a parade. I'm hoping there'll be lots of virtual things this year. Like Mop is a really, really cool one. Um, I know I mentioned them earlier, but they they do amazing kind of performances and lots of things. I've seen them in Dublin a couple of times. So if you could catch something like that, that'd be great. But just enjoy it however you feel like enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Dollar Store certainly likes to make uh, money out of it every year. The green t-shirts are trotted out. Kiss me, I'm 99% Irish or... Yeah. Um, all of those little things. People get like everywhere here is decorated and everything. 
I don't think I've ever decorated my house for Patrick's Day. I think it's the only thing I don't decorate for, which is terrible. <laughs> 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 I'm internalized shame. I'm going to look into that. I don't know what that is. Every other thing I do, but I don't even know what I put up. I'd feel a little bit sick with the leprechaun on my front door. I think. What is the deal with leprechauns, though? They should have a few little chocolate coins around the place that they can do with a little crock of gold. Yeah. Well, it's pot of gold. It's, you know, but some leprechauns, I was doing some research. There's some scary, there's something scary about them too, right? Yeah. It's not as, um, like, they're supposed to be more sinister, I think, than they're portrayed now. Have you ever seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People? <laughs> no. <laughs> Terry, you laugh. It's a very serious film. Wow. <laughs> Sean Connery is in it. Uh, really? I don't know why that adds chops to it, but he is in it. Wow. Darby O'Gill and the Little Darby People. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It was like my dad's favorite uh, film. And I actually, yeah, I, I've been meaning to rewatch it, but I can't rewatch it with Derek because he won't have the appropriate reverence for it. And I'll get really annoyed when he doesn't love it. Um, wow. it's, about, it's about Irish folklore. Like there's Brian Brew is the king of the... Uh, leprechauns and Brian Brood there it was like he was an Irish king they've just kind of borrowed the the name and then it's about the puka and like what happens when you die in Ireland and all that kind of thing like all of the stories you'd actually probably like it but um yeah they were supposed they were tricksters like you know the whole idea if you get to the bottom of the rainbow or if you find a leprechaun you can ask them for gold but a lot of the time it's like the the, the how it's always been with those kind of things you know magic comes at a price Wow! Wish, but it'll also grant you a misery. But that whole thing is about uh, about leprechauns and that kind of thing. And I watched it as a kid, and I absolutely loved it. Well, it's it's produced. Once again, I have turned to uh, Google for some information, and it was released in 1960. Yep. And Sean Connery, of, of course, is as you mentioned in there, and it's. A wily old codger matches wits with the king of the leprechauns and helps play matchmaker for his daughter and the strapping lad who has replaced him as caretaker. Yeah, and to be it, fair, he was a strapping lad. He looks great in that film. <laughs> yeah, wow. And it's produced by Disney. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Walt, Walt knew, knew a good story when he saw Holy it. Holy cow, man. Yeah. All right, I'm putting, this, I'm putting this on the list. And apparently it's a musical. Or there's some music. Yeah, in. there's there's songs in it. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's that's just so that's so crazy. I'm I'm looking at the cast. There's an Irishman. He's got to be Irish with a name like this, Jimmy O'Day. Yeah, Jimmy O'Day is pretty Irish. I think he's. I think he plays the King of the Leprechauns. He plays King Brian. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That that doesn't seem like a good name for a leprechaun, though, Brian. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on! What do you want it to be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you want it like, to be lucky, dear, or like something delicious. What, what's the best male Irish name that you could think of to make the King of the Leprechauns have a better name than King Brian? It's not better, you see. We just—I I like that they gave him a normal name and they gave him a name that has historic importance in Ireland, as opposed to catering to people who wanted to be very like. Michal, the little Irish leprechaun who doesn't actually sound Irish at all and they'll employ a load of American actors to come in and brutalise the accent. Oh, we're looking at you, Christopher Walken, that latest thing. God, I couldn't even get through the trailer. But I, I like that they gave him a normal name. Uh, Brian. Yeah, so there's lots of Irish names. Uh, Dyramid, Michal, 
Seamus, but that would all be a little Seamus. Yeah, you that, say that's too on the nose. I that's know. This isn't your story, it's our story. Yeah. Wow. What's the best thing that's come out of Ireland in your <laughs> mind? And if it's St. Patrick's Day, that's that's a fine answer. But when you think about your home country, as we are in this month of celebrating Irish heritage, okay. what's the best thing that you Oof. can think of? Just one thing. Well, no, you can make... You yeah, can like, there's, there's lots of things. Like, so if you're going back in time, like, obviously, everybody's very proud of uh, James Joyce. You know what I mean? Like, Ulysses and the kind of great works that he produced. I'm a big fan of Seamus Heaney, um, a poet and writer. He was great. We have lots of great, great actors and actresses. I'm a really big, big fan of Fiona Shaw. Um, you know, I suppose because you have to say it, people are really into pints of Guinness. I'm not, but whatever. Yeah, uh, that's a really big Irish symbol. Even though it was started by an English family, I'm pretty sure the factory, the Ar- the Guinness family, Arthur Guinness. Um, I don't know. Like we have a lot of things that really last. You know, like our music and our film and our like literature and that kind of thing are really, really well known in lots of different places. Um. People mightn't necessarily know where Ireland is or, or be familiar with the country or visit it, but they kind of, they will know something of the country. Like even if, if it's as loose as, yeah, like <laughs> lucky, lucky the leprechaun or <laughs> I like having a pint of Guinness or on this day I eat bacon and cabbage. I think, um, yeah, maybe our, maybe our creative spirit and just the, the fact that people do really, really like us and welcome us to lots of different places. Like maybe that's our best export our charm and our creativity. I don't know. That was very charming. That was a charming, <laughs> charming answer. And you had, you can't see this out there and filling the air with words land, but Naomi's face is very expressive when she talks and her arms <laughs> are, <laughs> your arms are flailing all over the place. It's great. I, 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 well. I knock stuff down in restaurants a lot. <laughs> 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 which is which is really good. James Joyce, though, I, I just need yeah. to bring him up only because my understanding was that he was not a happy-go-lucky Irishman. Is that correct? Um, I don't know a huge amount about James Joyce, to be honest. I've visited his statue in Dublin, um, but I don't think he lived during a time that was particularly uh, great to be a playwright or a writer or anything else in that period. Yeah, yeah I think a lot, a lot of his stuff is quite dour, but I think that was kind of the feeling at the time. Like, if you look at anything, have you ever heard of the book? This is another great book, actually, Angela's Ashes. And yes, I have. Film. I have. Yeah. Like if you, and then the, the subsequent books from that, from that author, if you look at the time where he lived, it was difficult. You know, yeah. it was really, really difficult. So there wasn't a lot of happy-go-lucky and there was a lot of, uh, to mention another C word, you know, like Ireland was colonized and oppressed for a very, very long time and people were denied an education. They were denied access to their language. They were denied access to food. Um, and then when we finally kind of broke free from that, the Catholic church had their grip on us. So there was a lot of, a lot of just life being very, very difficult, just physically and everything, but then emotionally, all of the stuff that comes with all of that, all the hangovers and everything. So I don't think a lot of the literature, some of it might've been light and breezy, but I think some of it was probably reflective of the time. And it was the only way people could express themselves was writing and song and storytelling, because as I said, we didn't have access to education. So a lot of people weren't literate. Um, All you had were kind of stories and that kind of thing. So I think a lot of Irish art and writing and everything else like that, there's, 
a lot of humor in it but there's a lot of sadness kind of tinged in around it because i think as a nation we kind of hold a lot of sadness and grief for things that happen still maybe i don't know that just came out of nowhere that <laughs> <laughs> was good though if you could write a book okay. about ireland what would the title be oh sugar um like so it's it's specifically about ireland or like my experience of ireland my life like i don't know about ireland like you could go with the real if i want to get people to take it off the shelf you go with something like really paltry that will cater to people like crack august kill because like oh that's irish i'll pick it up for somebody um what did you say crack august cowl which means like fun and music oh. it's written every irish bar everywhere and like they'll have it above like not everywhere but if you go abroad they'll, it'll be painted somewhere um i don't know what i call the book about ireland home home oh yeah that's, that's poignant yeah that's why i just i just call it home what would the first sentence be <clears throat> long long ago no i'm only joking <laughs> Uh, I don't know but maybe this again because I'm I'm living abroad and I physically can't get home because of the c-word uh no matter where you are and then I'm just going there no matter where you are yeah dot 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 <laughs> a little a little break for the ellipsis you know and then see what else will go into it like there'd be some yeah. having you know of Irishness but whatever well, I would ask you to yeah. think about this further okay. and when we talk next time, okay. add another sentence. And maybe each time we do a recording session for filling the air with words, you add another sentence. That's a nice idea. I really like that. And we can build on it all year. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and at some point, we'll... Adventure, line by line. Yeah, line by line. So what was the first sentence again? No matter where you are. No matter where... I'm going to write this down. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I normally have a pen and paper right beside me, but at the moment, I, I don't. No matter where you are. Can you do an American... I mean, you've been listening to me for the last hour. Can you can you do a, an American accent? You've got a nice deep baritone. I can't. The only accent that I can do is very, is very uncharitable to Americans. Um, somebody said it's like a Valley Girl accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I moved here at first, uh, nobody could understand my accent um, to a point where it got really frustrating because I didn't know what I was doing. And I've slowed down how quickly I speak quite a bit. So if you can imagine, I was like the Tasmanian devil beforehand because I still speak pretty quickly. But when I'm talking to a friend, it's different. Like if I'm in a shop, I don't, I'm not excited and you know, chatting quickly. But I'd go in to try and order lunch. And the lunch that I got this place, I was um, plant-based at the time. And I would just ask for the lunch special. It was the only thing they had. It's uh, They only had one every day, a feature. So lunch special. Had no clue what I was saying. I was like, I'll have the lunch special, please. What is she saying? And I was like, oh my God, and I was getting really embarrassed. My friend says, put on an accent and see if they'll do it. And I was like, no, we can't do that because I think you're taking the piss out of them. It's really, really rude. <laughs> but I was getting really annoyed because every day I went into this place and got the lunch special. So I'm kind of like, love, do the math on this. Like I'm here every single day at noon. Like, you know what I'm getting. So this one day I went in and I was like, oh my God, hi, can I get the lunch special, please? I just love the vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she, she got it. And I was just like, 
she doesn't understand. Like, and she was like, oh, girl, you are so welcome. Like, oh, nice. Oh, God. And I just, that's not great because I don't want to be really, really rude to be like, ah. But yeah, she understood me after that. And my friend beside me was like nearly wetting herself laughing because she couldn't believe that it worked. And I was like, me saying lunch special or lunch special, they don't sound that different. Like, like you're able to understand the first time. So, yeah. If I've had a, if I've had a couple of wines, I can sometimes do a Valley Girl accent. That's about it. Have you had wine so far this morning? <laughs> no. Well, because you got <laughs> I've the... had tea and I've had sparkling water. Like oh. so, no. Like I'm saying, it's normally a bit better than that. Oh, okay, okay. Because that was that was really good. Okay. I, I, like I got it, you know. It sounded. Yeah. Can you say the word like it's a question? Yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. Well, let's go out. I'm gonna have to go on to some other assignments now. It's always great to talk to you, Naomi Platt, cousin Naomi Platt. Mm. We'll explain maybe why we call each other cousins now. You started that, by the way. You know that. Right? I started. Because of my ancestry DNA, and I told oh, you that, yeah. <clears throat> that my um, my home, my my ancestral home in Ireland was pretty much in your neighborhood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we I are cousins. That makes, yeah, I'd rather be a cousin than like an uncle right now. Yeah, I feel like that'd be weird. Cousin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cousin, let's stick with cousin. How about seventh cousin? Because sure. seven, isn't seven the lucky Irish number? Is it? I don't know. I, I, just... I, you just, I, I thought you got some information with your Irish starter pack when they got the DNA. I don't know <laughs> Irish number. Sure. Oh, man. I wish they'd sent me an Well, I could get an Irish starter pack for like another, you know, $500. Or, yeah, you know. I'm sure. It probably includes a sod turf. Yeah, that, that was a weird thing. Can you just recap that before we hang up? The sod of turf. Yeah, so it has quite an earthy smell. Like they sell them as, um, I've seen them before in, in souvenir shops where you have like a little cottage. And yeah. it's kind of like, um, an oil, you know, when you have oil burners and you have like the little wax melt, you have the oil at the top. And when you burn it, obviously the lovely fragrant smell comes out. It's the same with turf. So they have this thing that's a cottage that goes over the burner part and little bits of turf so that the smoke comes out of the cottage chimney. So it's like an Irish cottage. I know, I know. And you get the smell of turf. <laughs> I saw that in a place called Hollywood in Wicklow. And it was very cute. And it shows how much I was missing home because I contemplated for about three seconds buying it and then thought better of it. So it's, a turf is just from the earth and you, you cut it out in sods. I can't think of the name of the tool that you use to extract it because you have to cut it all because it's just like mud. It, you just see it in the earth and you have to cut it into squares and then you stack them up kind of in a pyramid to dry. And then when they're dried out, you can take them home and burn them. Would it work in a gas fireplace? You think? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. No, it has well. to be a legit, legit one. Well, thank you so much for taking oh, this time. You. Lovely to speak with you. Thank you. And have a great day baking and sewing and cooking and all of those drinking things. Drinking water, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, drinking water and maybe some wine later, you know, and it's all great. We'll see. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk soon. Oh, God. You okay? You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.